ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome back to the No Higher Calling podcast. So I know in the past couple episodes, we have been kind of having this missions emphasis. Um, And so this is going to be the last episode as we kind of wrap up some of that topic. Just something that I was reading my Bible and the Lord kind of made stand out to me. And so I've been just doing a little personal study kind of on this topic, which led me into some different interesting statistics and some stuff that I'm going to share with you on today's podcast episode. So I don't foresee this being a long episode, just a little thought that I wanted to share with you as we kind of wrap up some thoughts on missions, Um, but one that the Lord has laid on my heart, and I think that it can be a blessing to you as well. So today's episode is called Beautiful Feet. Um, In Romans 10 verses 14 and 15, it says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. So, you know, we're missionaries. Um, We have been in a lot of missions services, missions conferences, um, mission emphasis days at many, many, many different churches. And I've heard these verses over and over. You know, how are they going to know if they don't have a preacher? How are they going to um, believe in Christ if they haven't heard? How are they going to hear? Somebody has to go. I've heard that a lot. But I was reading this again. And God brought out that little phrase in verse 15, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. And so I I thought that and I thought, beautiful feet, what do I consider beautiful feet? And what does God consider to be beautiful feet? So we're going to talk about that a little bit in today's episode. What do we think of when we think of beautiful feet? And what does God mean when he says beautiful feet? Because... I mean, I don't know about you, but I want to have beautiful feet. I mean, I actually invest time and money into my feet because I want them to be beautiful. Some interesting statistics that I found as I was looking into this idea of what what emphasis do beautiful feet have in our culture today? So the first one says that in 2017, they were 56,300 hundred nail salons in operation in the United States of America. That's a lot of nail salons. It says about 8.5 billion was spent on nail salon services in the United States in 2017. Beauty salons, which may offer nail care services at some locations, contribute to another 5.16 billion to the industry. So I'm not that great at math, but looking at this, we are over $14 billion coming in in the year 2017 through the beauty slash nail industry. 
So, I don't think it's far-fetched for me to say that our culture is obsessed with beautiful feet. We want our feet to be beautiful. It says, it continues to go on and say, according to the findings, 41% of women get pedicures as a part of their personal grooming routine. So 41%, so that's like nearing half um, of the women in the United States get a pedicure as a part of their personal grooming routine. Um, So routine meaning like regular occurrence. This isn't like a special like once in a blue moon spa pampering. Like regular routine, 41% get pedicures. Of this 41%, half are women aged 18 to 44 and 31% are aged 45 and older. More than half, so more than 55% of women who get pedicures think painted toenails are sexy and when preparing for a special event, 25% don't feel put together unless they have a pedicure. I'm going to be perfectly honest, I'm in that 25% category. Like, If we go to the beach on vacation or if I'm at a friend's wedding or, you know, if I have some special event coming up, like I want my toes done. Not so obsessive about my fingernails. Like I like to have nice looking nails. I really like French manicures on my nails. Um, But like my toes have to be painted. (laughs) I, I can't stand when they're not painted. Like so much so that if my toenails aren't painted, I'm embarrassed and I wear closed toed shoes because... I want my feet to be beautiful. Um, and I want, you know, if if I can, I like my fingers to be beautiful. I don't really paint my nails, my fingernails that much because I just am too busy as a wife and a mom. They chip immediately and that's frustrating. So I've found some different like, you know, stickers and stick on things. And if I get the opportunity, a manicure is always nice. But yeah, I'm in that 25%. I think that I feel put together when my nails are done. You know, I was joking with my husband recently and I was like, you know, I can just kind of be in like sweat clothes and no makeup and hair crazy. But if my nails are done, like I immediately feel elevated in my like level of beauty. Like, okay, you know, well, everything else may be disheveled, but my nails are done. So like, that, that just bumps me up a few notches. Um, and it goes on. Another uh, interesting statistic st- said that, in fact, and surprisingly, women who invest regularly in their appearance spend an average of $3,756 a year. Okay? So in a lifetime for women who invest regularly in their appearance. So this is beyond um, just nails. You know, this could be hair, makeup, um, all those different services. They spend an average of about $3,700 a year. That's $225,360 in a lifetime. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money in a lifetime. That's even a lot of money in a year. I don't know that I hit quite that much, um, you know, you got to get that at-home pedicure kit to save you some money. Um, but it also says that over $605 million in nail polish is purchased in the United States each year. Those are just some statistics that I want to give at the beginning to hopefully make you more aware of the emphasis that culture puts on beautiful feet. So let's transition a bit. What does God say that beautiful feet are? Does he say that beautiful feet are callous-free, well-trimmed nails that are painted red? Or, you know, what does God say that beautiful feet look like? Now, as we transition, don't at all think like, oh, Brittany's saying that this is a call to never go get your nails done and to have ugly feet. No, because you're not going to, I mean, 
hopefully I will keep up with my feet. You're not going to see me with ugly feet either. It's important to me. I like my feet to look nice. Um, but again, emphasis, what, uh, what does God say that I should be more concerned with than this outward appearance? Um, what does God say? So I'm going to read again Romans 10, 14, and 15, because I'm going to kind of launch from there into a few other verses that I found where God specifically mentions feet and ties them in with something else. So as I read these verses, listen and uh, see if you can make this connection. And then we're going to do a little word study into what some of these different things mean to tie in the idea of what does God say that beautiful feet look like. Romans 10, 14 through 15 again says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Isaiah 52, 7 says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation, that saith unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. Ephesians 6, 15, and this is the list of the armor of God. It says, And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So if you were listening and kind of trying to piece words together as I was reading those passages, you should have came up with words like beautiful, feet, preach, gospel, peace. These all are repeated multiple times in this. So I got to reading this and I was like, okay, so beyond the thought of what does God consider beautiful feet, what on earth does peace and the gospel have to do with beautiful feet? Like what part does a do beautiful feet play in the gospel and peace? Like, what's the connection here? Obviously, God said it multiple times, and these are just three instances that I was like, okay, I'm going to dig a little bit and figure out what on earth the Lord is talking about. So the first one is beautiful. Let's define this a little bit. So in the Greek, beautiful um, is translated with horaios. So this means belonging to the right hour or season timely. So when we when God is talking here about beautiful feet, he's not talking about perfectly manicured, painted, lovely feet. He's talking about that these feet are beautiful because they belong to the right hour or season, that it is timely. Now, as we keep going, you'll see kind of how all of this pieces together because you might hear that and be like, that's not the definition that we think of when we think of beautiful. When we think of beautiful, it's very much this... Um, outward exterior, um, what is pleasing to the eye of others, maybe even of ourselves. But here, this this Greek word translated as, as belonging to the right hour or season, something is beautiful because it is right, because it is um, perfectly the way God intended it, that the timing, the season, it is right as God wanted it, as he designed it to be. Therefore, it is beautiful. Therefore, it fulfills its place of beauty in the plan of God. So then I went on 
to this idea of, okay, preaching the gospel, glad tidings, that was kind of, you know, brought up several times. I think, you know, when I hear glad tidings, I tend to think of like Christmas, you know, tidings of comfort and joy. But here, when uh, they're talking, or when God says in Isaiah, how beautiful, beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publishes salvation. So salvation, gospel, good tidings, peace. This preaching the gospel and the the preaching of the gospel is the glad tiding. It is this message, this glad message of the gospel. So in the New Testament, when you come across this, this meaning of glad tidings or even the words glad tidings, it's talking about the coming of, the, of Christ and of salvation that can be attained through Christ. Um, so it, it's all connected with salvation. Preaching the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And what does the gospel give us? The gospel gives us salvation, the glad tidings, the message that is being heralded here is the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. So connecting this, when we see this beautiful being connected with feet that preach the gospel, that bring these glad tidings, we see, okay, glad tidings, preaching the gospel, this is salvation. This is sharing um, the death, burial, and resurrection of God with a lost and dying world. And the the messenger is beautiful. Their feet, you know, the Feet are, provide a foundation for us to stand on. May our foundation be upon the gospel of Christ. Our, our feet are the member of the body that allow us to go, that allow us to move, that allow me to get my mouth and my words to the ears of another person that needs to hear the gospel. The feet are the means. They're the transportation, per se. So the, the feet that bring the mouth that has the message of the gospel and the glad tidings are beautiful because they are belonging to this right hour. They are timely. They are in its season. They are in step with God. They are following his will. They are following his way. These feet are submitted to the eternal work of God so that when God says to the heart, heart, I'm burdening you for this person. Go speak to this person. Go open your mouth and share the glad tidings. Share the gospel of Christ. Share salvation with this person. The feet are beautiful because the feet are timely. The feet are in the right hour. The feet are in the right season. And the feet say, okay, I'm going to go. And I'm going to be the transportation that gets the mouth to that ear. The last word is peace. So we preach the gospel, but it kept saying the gospel of peace, the gospel of peace that publishes peace. Preach the gospel of peace. We see that in each one of these words or each one of these verses. So I was like, okay, what what does peace have to do with all of this? Well, peace has the idea of completeness, soundness, security. And then I came across this definition. It said a tranquil state. And we think of tranquility when we think of peace, but it goes beyond just just tranquility. It says a tranquil state of a soul, assured of salvation. Our soul, our inner man can be at peace, can be at rest, can be complete, can be sound, can be secure because of the assurance of salvation. Because our salvation is not dependent upon us, upon did I say the right thing? Did I fully mean what I said? Do I remember the day? Do I remember the moment? 
Um, You know, those are doubts that I struggled with in regards to my salvation. But then one day I realized the peace of my salvation, the assurance of my salvation did not rest on me. It rested in the completed work of Christ. And ladies, that's done. <laughs> the lamb was slain and and was buried and has risen. The gospel message is secure in the completed work of Christ. Our heart can be at peace. We can be in this tranquil state of a soul assured of salvation, all because of what Christ has done for us. So, what does God say beautiful feet are? Let's tie it all together. So, beautiful feet are it's belonging to the right season to the right hour they're timely they are delivering the message of the gospel the death burial and resurrection of Christ the gospel of peace the gospel the acceptance of the gospel brings peace in a world of chaos in a world where everything is spiraling out of control and there is no peace to be found the believer can find an inner peace a rest a tranquility a soundness a completeness a security in the rock of our salvation in the completed work that Christ has done so my challenge to you today in this episode, as I just share an overflow of a Bible study that I've been doing and what God has taught me, is the next time that you look at your feet or you think about beautiful feet or you schedule a pedicure or you get your nails done, remember, may that just be a trigger to remember that, to ask ourselves, am I, do I have beautiful feet according to God's standards? Am I being timely in my message of salvation to the lost? Am I being in tune to the heart promptings that God gives of, hey, go share the message of the gospel. Go share the peace that I have brought to the world with that person, with that loved loved family member. You know, we're, we're coming up to the holidays where we're around family members that we aren't always around. Have beautiful feet. Share the gospel. Use that time. Use that season. Be timely in your delivery. Preach the gospel. Share the glad tidings. And let them come to know the peace that passes all understanding. The peace that is found by the gospel message. But let's close it out. Back up. Let's just go back to Romans 10 again. And ask ourselves these questions. Ask yourself this question. How then shall they call on him who they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? This preacher doesn't just mean the pastor that stands behind the pulpit and meets. This means someone that that proclaims the truth of God's word. That's you. How are they going to hear without someone who shares this message? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Ladies, let's have beautiful feet. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. 
If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman He's called you to be. Thanks for listening.